official podcast of the Mount Rubido Seventh-day Adventist Church. Thank you for joining us on our series, IOS 18, Updating Your Life with Jesus. Our speaker for today is Devon Franklin. God has just given me a a new focus coming into the new year, especially as when it comes to us getting together. There's so much work that we've got to do. So when we come into the house of God, we got to get ready for the move of God. Amen. Amen. Every time we come into the house of God, we have to be ready for the move of God. That's why I think that the, the, the idea of starting this year with the series, Upgrade Your Life with Jesus, is so timely. Because I don't know if you've been following the news, but, but Androids and iPhones, all right? Now, there is a greater anointing on the iPhone, in case you did not know. Amen. It, it, who, come on, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Amen. You might just want to go ahead and upgrade. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Somebody. But we, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Um, but, but what has happened is that there is a virus, the Intel chip that is in the Android and the iPhone. Uh, there has been a complication to that particular chip. And as a result, hackers now can have access and breach a security clearance on either phone or system that you may have. So in order to prevent someone from breaching your individual security, the Android and the iPhone now have a download that you must upgrade to in order to protect yourself from the latest evil that is being introduced. If you are relying on the Jesus you knew last year to get you through this year, You are going to find yourself uh, with a liability because the enemy knows that it's time to go higher in Jesus. But if you're relying on what God did last year and you're not going to him this year saying, Lord, show me what you want to do this year. You may miss out on the upgrade of your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to upgrade. You've got to upgrade. You've got to get to know Jesus again this year, this year, this year, this year, this year. So it's so important that as we come into this new year to not assume we know what he wants us to do. Do not assume that just because you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, that you know exactly what God wants to do in this year. Especially if you have not taken the time to ask him. I'm talking to somebody right now. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Watch this. Over the vacation, every single year, we go on a holiday after uh, Christmas, and this year we went to Jamaica, and, and every time I'm, I'm, dur- I'm on my vacation, I take time early in the morning when the sun is rising to go out before God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do this year? I don't want to assume that because I have seen you move last year, that you're going to move the same way this year. What do you want me to study? Who do you want in my life? Who do you want out of my life? Show me, Lord, upgrade the software of my heart so I can walk with you anew this year. 
I don't want to get stuck in what I did last year and miss what you're doing this year. And every single year without fail, God gives me a download on what to do. Now, what was interesting about this particular download is not only was there a spiritual complication, but there was a practical one. Mm. He said, what I'm trying to do with you this year, Devon, your time is going to be such that you can't afford to waste a minute. So as a result, Devon, you need to cut your hair. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I, you know, I've been wearing kind of longer hair for, for a year. And I said, Lord, what you mean cutting my hair? He said, the, cumulatively in one week, it would take over an hour cumulatively to do my hair. About 20 minutes or so every morning. God says, I need you to cut your hair because you're spending too much time on something that does not matter. He said, mm, I need to do something with that extra hour. And I don't want you to be distracted by what's going on in the mirror. Put some grease on it, brush it down, and go. I'm talking to somebody right now. God said, cut your hat. I landed on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I was in the barber's chair. It's time to go. Why? Because I want my time back. Oh, I'm tired of giving my time to things and situations and people that I do not get a return. And it's time to get it back. So when I began to say, God, what do you want us to talk about? He took me to this clip. I want to just share this clip with you. And this will set up what we're going to be talking about today. We can show the clip. That would be awesome. Is there some reason why I did not get a response to, to the letter that I sent May 23rd? Or much the community I, there. I don't want to take my time. I, I, I also I have appreciated the opportunity to meet claiming my time. several times. Claiming my time. We were doing our, our, claiming my time. I was going to answer that. Yes, please. Go straight to and the And Mr. Chairman, I thought when you read the rules, you acknowledged that I shouldn't be interrupted and that I would have... Reclaiming my time. But what he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, will you respond to the question of why I did not get a response, me and my colleagues, to the May 23rd letter? <laughs> ah. What, what if you didn't understand what was happening, they were um, in a House Financial Services Committee meeting and, and Maxine Waters is one of the chairs and, and, and Steve Munchen was there and he, Maxine Waters has sent, uh, he's a Treasury Secretary and Maxine Waters, Representative Waters had sent a letter asking about Donald Trump's dealings in Russia. And, 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 and Steve Munchen, as you saw, did not reply to the letter. So Representative Waters had the floor and she was asking a direct question. Why did you not respond to my letter? And see, you know, Representative Munchen was very shrewd. He knew that there was a limited amount of time for him to respond. So he thought his strategy would be to eat up the period of time with platitudes and pleasantries, just flattering her to run out the clock. 
But you got to come with a new trick. Uh, let me tell you, the enemy keeps coming at you with old things. But God that works in you is giving you new wisdom to fight a devil that keeps using the same trick. So Representative Waters said, excuse me, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. You're not going to waste my time because we only have a limited amount of it. And I've got to take it back. So all the time you thought you were wasting giving pleasantries. Guess what? Now the clock has been reset. I'm taking back and you cannot waste it any longer. I don't know who I'm talking talking to this morning but you got to turn to your neighbor and say it's time to reclaim your time reclaim your time reclaim your time reclaim your time I don't want to get ahead of my message reclaim your time because too often the enemy tries to take what he knows is the most valuable resource in the earth do not mistake it money is not the most valuable resource in the earth it's just not you can lose money and get it back again oh let me tell you something. Uh, somebody stole, that was working for me, stole $15,000 from me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, see, see, now you really want to talk. Let's talk. Uh-huh. No, no, I didn't say $1,500. I didn't say $15. I said $15,000. But guess what? I didn't even get mad. I just said, you know what? I'm not going to waste any more time on this. Lord is going to handle this. I ain't going to worry about it. But you know what? I wasn't mad about the money. I'm more mad when people waste my time because the money I've already made back. But the time I cannot get back. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. It's time to be more mindful of the time we have been given. So I want to take you to two scriptures. Isn't this just inconvenient? Anybody familiar with this sound? This is the alarm that we set every day. Telling us we need to get up at a certain time. And most of the time when the alarm goes off, it's the last sound we want to hear. I'm talking to somebody. Don't get quiet on me, church. The alarm goes off and we look at it and say, can I just get a few more minutes? But let me ask you a question. It's one thing if the alarm on your phone is going off. But what about the alarm ringing in your spirit that you have not yet done what you are created to do? Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but there's an alarm going off saying, when are you going to answer the call? But just like this alarm, we end up hitting snooze with the hope that we can have a little bit more time to relax, to rest, to procrastinate. Mm, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But how much longer are you going to hit snooze on what God has told you it's time to do? Stay in your words, Yvonne. Okay, so Matthew 25, I want to read two verses, and, I'm going to, and then I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Matthew 25, verse 14 and 15. I've read this text here before. I'm going to read it again. This is the words of Jesus talking. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to their ability. Then he went on his journey. Jesus is telling a story about a ruler who blessed these servants out of nowhere and gave them something they did not deserve. And now each one has something according to their ability. And the master gave no instruction and he left. But now they have something 
that they are supposed to do something with. I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. It says this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm. How many have thought more than once last year, wow, time is moving fast? By show of hands, how many have thought more than once, wow, time is moving fast? How many thought that the Christmas holiday went pretty fast? How many can actually believe that we're here in January of 2018? Unbelievable, right? Here's what I know. There was a great preacher that said time is the currency of the earth. Time is the currency of the earth. And if that is true, then all of us are rich. Why? Because we have the same amount of time every day. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got more than you think you have. Turn to your other neighbor and say, "You, you look richer than you think you may be. (laughs) some of y'all received that you like that (laughs) so 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 if time is the currency of the earth and all of us have the same amount of it i would then allow to draw your attention to i believe all of us are born with two things time and talent what we do with one determines what happens with the other There is a direct correlation between the talent God has given us and the time that we use to manifest that talent or squander it. Mm, I'm talking to somebody. How well did you manage your time last year? If we were to have an accounting of where your or my time went, would we be shocked at the findings? How much time did Olivia Pope get from your schedule last year? Oh, come on, Mount Rubido. And let me ask you this. Given how much time you may have given her, how much time did she give you back? What do we have to show for where we are investing our time? Because our time is directly linked to the quality of our talent. Can we go deeper? When you look at time, there are two different types of time. There are chronos and kairos. Turn to your neighbor and say chronos. And your other neighbors say Kairos. Not Cairo, like it's Kairos. All right? Chronos is, is the time, like, you know, you, you, you pull up your watch, your, your Apple watch, or you look at the clock, and, and, and that's the time that tells us what time of day it is. That's Chronos. Kairos is, is an opportune time, a destiny time. You know when people say it's your time? That's a Kairos time. Now, now, how you handle the chronos will determine the quality of the kairos. Many of us want our time, but we aren't managing the chronos time in a way that will allow us to maximize the kairos time. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but it's so important to begin to reclaim your time. Too often, we get mad when we lose money. <laughs> But I guarantee you we've lost more time than we've lost money. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And so what's so fascinating is that if each one of us have the same amount of time and each one of us have been given a talent, why do some seem to do more with it than others? 
It's not because that person is more talented. Mm, too often we look at other people and we say, oh, they, they have the talent I wish I could have. Not realizing that the person looking back at the mirror has all the talent needed to be successful in this lifetime. So it's not more talent, it's time management. Mm. Woo. See, see, y'all just wanted a happy new year message. Sorry, I, I got past the happy new year. Now it's about the happy new you. And I got to give you something that's really, really going to work for your system. Amen. All right. All right. Because, because here's the thing. Many may have made plans for tonight. Lord, let me stay in my message. Help me, Jesus. Okay. I'm gonna give you a commercial break. I'm coming right back to our regular schedule program. Some have made some plans for tonight hmm, with some people that already lost you time last year. I'm going to preach to this side. Um, there's some people that you have already lost some time last year, right? And for some reason, you want them to be something different than what God has already told you they are. So as a result, to try to make them into what you would want them to be, you are allocating more time on your schedule. But you have nothing to show for the time you've already spent with them because they've already wasted enough of it. But then you're going to give them another shot to waste more time doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result is called insanity. Hmm, may I submit for your consideration? We got to stop this insane time management uh, uh, practice this year. If people have already wasted your time last year, they do not qualify to get on your schedule this year. Reclaim your time. Turn to your neighbor and say, reclaim your time. <laughs> Rack to our regularly scheduled program. Because, because I believe that, that, that the enemy knows so much about the value of time. This is why he attacks us in this area every single day. Think about it. Think about it. We make plans for what we're going to do. We stayed up too late the night before. We get up in the morning. We hit snooze as far as we can hit it. That very last moment before we know, listen, if I get up one more minute late, I'm going to be late to work. So instead of having devotional time, instead of, starting the, instead of starting the day with peace and with God and with Jesus, we start the day in rushing. I'm talking to somebody. We start the day with procrastination and we rush to work and then we rush back home and then we stay up late and we do it over and over and over again. And we wonder why we're not fulfilled because we actually can't have peace until we maximize the gift within. Hmm. This is why the enemy every day attacks our time. Why is it a difficult situation? Because the attack happens and we don't even notice it. How many times do we pick up our phone when God may give us a word? Hey, go look up this scripture. And then next thing you know, we're looking at what Cardi B and Offset are doing on Twitter. Don't you laughing because you know I'm telling the truth. For some of the older folks, you, then you start looking at what Michelle and Obama are doing. All right. The younger folks caught what I just said. After Sabbath, sun goes down. Go ahead and Google what I said, older folks. You know, you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about. My, my point is, is that the enemy attacks our time every single day through distractions, through small things that seem good, but they're not actually leading us to where we want to be and to maximize what we've been given. When you look at Matthew chapter 25, the master does not tell the servants when Isn't it inconvenient? Isn't it inconvenient? Someone said, turn your phone off. 
But unfortunately, the ringing in our spirit of God trying to get our attention, he loves us so much he keeps interrupting our regularly scheduled program because he says, you don't have as much time as you think you do. And I need you to answer the call so I will go ahead and allow interruptions to happen. Why? Because I need you to answer my call. This is what your God is trying to say. You don't have as much time as you think you do, but you have more talent than you know what to do with. But if you don't answer the call, you may never maximize your existence on this earth. Oh, but what do we do? We hear it. And instead of answering it, we say, Lord, I'm not ready. Lord, I don't have the money. Lord, I don't have the time. Lord, I don't have the resources. I'm not ready to give my heart to you yet. I want to wait until I get my life together. I want to wait until I partied some more. I want to wait until I feel like it's my time. But the one of the reasons why we don't maximize our existence is because we miscalculate how much time we actually have. Who right here can tell me how much time you have left? Huh? Anybody here can tell me how much time you have left? I'll give you $100. Uh-huh. Somebody's like, okay, let me make up a time. <laughs> Here's my point. My point is we miscalculate how much time we have to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. And as a result, instead of answering and being obedient to whatever he's calling us to do, we hit snooze on it. Assuming that when we're ready to answer, the opportunity will be there. The door will still be open and God's favor will still be on whatever he's calling us to do. May I submit for your consideration that there is a timetable on what God is trying to do. Not every window of opportunity will stay open forever. There are some windows God may be having a person hold open for you or I. But if we don't, if we're not obedient, we may allow the window to close. Too often when we look at Jesus, we only look at the spiritual aspect of Jesus. I want you to also look at the practical aspect of Jesus. Jesus was an incredible time manager. He spent 30 years of Kronos to prepare for three years of Kairos. And the earth is still talking about what he did in those three years. Who am I talking to right now? Oh, we got to start taking our time and saying, Lord, let me put this 24 hours in front of you. Hmm. what do you want to do with it? And what have I been doing in my past? What are my habits that allow me to waste time instead of maximize it? Hmm. And the church is quiet. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Because you know why? Because I know that this right here, if we can get the glory and the victory here on this, the enemy can't get no more glory and victory in our life. Because once we get control of our time, once we take our time back, then everything else is just a matter of walking it out. How many have dreams? How many know you have a a talent? And, And how many know that there's still more God wants to do with it? Come on, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. And the same hands that are raised, how many of you know, you know what? I gotta be a better manager of my time. Come on, come on. Here's how you do it. How do we lose so much time? Because we aren't mind, we, we're more mindful of our bank account than we are of our time. We're looking at that, that account. Oh, man, this account getting low. I'm gonna, you know, we get worried, right? God says, listen, don't worry. I know what you need. He says, if you manage your time appropriately, you're going to have the money you need. Mm. 
Somebody missed that. Ooh, somebody missed that. Because somebody came in here worried about money. Some, some, there's someone here right now that uh, the rent is due and it has not been paid yet. God says, don't worry about the rent. The check is coming. He said, start looking for how to maximize your time. I'm, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. Because somebody came in here worried, how am I going to pay the rent? God said, the rent's already paid. Check's on the way. Don't worry. Okay, so there it is. Amen. 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 I'm just telling you what God told me to tell you. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. When you look at the life of Jesus, he was an incredible time manager. He, while the disciples were sleeping, he was up praying. He was up planning. You know, I'm an early riser. I don't like to stay up real late. I like to get up and get, get ahead of the day, right? Because sometimes when I stay up late and I wake up late, I lose two days all in once. Who am I talking to? Anybody ever been there before? Anybody ever been there before where you find yourself just late at night on your phone for no good reason? You were supposed to have been in bed and come on, who am I talking to? Anybody ever been there before where all of a sudden the light on the phone is lighting up your room when you should have been asleep? Amen. And then all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and you're like, Lord, why did I do that? And we have nothing to show for it. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Here's how you reclaim your time. You got to put yourself on a scrolling diet. Turn to your neighbor and say, you scroll too much. <laughs> Turn to your other neighbor and say, I do too. We need to start having scrollers anonymous. Who am I talking to right now? We scroll our life away. Come on, somebody. We scroll when we get up. We scroll when we go to bed. We scroll when we're in the bathroom. We scroll when we get dressed. We scroll when we're in our office. We scroll when we're in church. And then we wonder why we can't live the life God called us to live because we're too busy looking at other people's lives and have nothing to show for it. Let me tell you something. When when God started convicting me on reclaiming my time, because I do believe, as Ephesians 5 says, that the days are evil, right? That means the enemy is always waiting to take the day away from us. So we have to maximize every opportunity, which means we maximize every day. And as God began to convict me on this, guess what I learned? I got to get off Instagram. I don't have to shut down my account, but I got, I, I got to stop going on there as much as I do. Because I'm, I'm on Instagram. I look at all these other people's pages. I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Absolutely nothing. And what I realize is that the enemy loves to set up distractions because he knows if he, if we squander the time, we never maximize the talent. We never fulfill our destiny. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. So if you want to reclaim your time, I'm going to give you some tips to do it and we're going to be done. You got to realize that busyness is not synonymous with productivity. You can be productive and not busy. You can be busy and not productive. Oh, Mount Rubido. <laughs> okay, because see, here's the thing. Um, 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 too often, we run ourselves ragged, overcommitting, doing so much other things that may be good things, but they're not necessarily God things. And then all of a sudden, we don't have the energy left to do what God has called us to do. Because we're overextended and we aren't being mindful that busyness does not mean productivity. You have to do one tip to do tonight when sun goes down, do an an inventory of your time. How are you spending it? And what really matters to you most? Anybody want to go further in your business? Anybody have business owners here? Okay. Anybody want to go further in your business? Important to look at how are you spending your time? Anybody want to go further in your gifting? 
It's important to look at how you're spending your time. Too often, we equate just being busy, running from here to there, as being productive. No, there are some, when you look at Warren Buffett, he's one of the richest people in the planet. His schedule has maybe one or two meetings a day. You know why he leaves his schedule open? He says, I don't want a lot of busy work. He said, I just want one or two meetings so the other time I can think. I need you to know, you know, you know Jesus is still alive, right? You know he's still alive, right? And, and you know he's still trying to speak to you and give you guidance and wisdom on what to do on this earth. Do you get that? But sometimes when we're so busy, we allow ourselves to tune the voice of God out. Because we're running from here to there and we're saying, oh, I'm just moving forward to my purpose. But I'm saying, okay, if so, how much further did you get from last year to this year? Or did you just expend your energy on things that did not accrue to the account of your destiny? Busyness does not mean productivity. There's a difference. Begin to look at your life and say, what are the things, Lord, that I'm doing that are not taking me where you want me to be? And let me begin to stop doing those things. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. Here's the other thing. Instead of creating deadlines, because every time you think of a deadline, there's, there's, there's an an anxiety associated with it, right? Right? Because, but here, let me tell you something. God does not specialize in the dead. He specializes in what's alive. So I no longer have deadlines. I have lifelines. Anything that God has called me to do, it's because he's going to give me more life. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. So I had to get out of calling things dead that were not dead at all. They are alive. This little small tweak will help you begin to live in a mindset of more positivity. We live with too much anxiety and too much stress and too much negativity. Who am I talking to right now? It's annoying, isn't it? Do you hear the ringing in your spirit? What alarm is going off in your spirit right now that God wants you to answer? What has he been calling you to do for years, but you have not yet done it, that he wants you to do right now? Some of you have been struggling, and you know that he's called you to give your heart to him, but just like this alarm, you hear it. And every time the alarm goes off, there's an excuse associated with why it's not time to answer it. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but every one of us has an alarm in our spirit. And God is saying it's time to do what I've called you to do. But you got to do it in faith because it's not going to be by your strength, God's saying. It's going to be by my strength. That's what God is saying. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But God sent me here because he said, please, don't start 2018 without the commitment that you're going to do everything I called you to do. Let me tell you that God moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform, right? Last year, everybody knows here, most of the people know that I released a book called The Hollywood Commandments. Came out last fall, and after I released that book, I said, I'm not writing no more books. I'm done. I'm done. I said, Lord, I'm done. I told my book agent, I'm done. This is too much work. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. True story. Interesting how we try to tell God what we want to do with the talent he gave us. And then we expect God to be okay with what we say we're going to do with it. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Watch this. So I said to my agent, I'm not writing anymore. And I was in an interview with Maria Shriver for the Hollywood Commandments. And after the interview, she said something. And I said, you know, I've always 
thought about writing a book about this. And she said, what? It's basically a book about men and our issues, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't gonna be ready for this. That's a whole nother word, let me tell you. So she said, what? She said, you want, wait, say it again. And I told her the concept for the book related to men and our issues. She said, you need to write that book right now. True story. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not, no, I said, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not writing another book. I'm good. I'm gonna use my time and talent in another way. Again, Jesus is still speaking. The Holy Spirit is still moving. You have to clear out the distractions in your life so you can hear what it is he wants you to do this year. So watch this. I told her, no, nah, I don't think so. And all of the ladies in the office said, no, you need to write that book right now. I'm just telling you the story. It's true. So I left that. And, you know, I try to stay open to the move of the spirit. And I say, well, God, was that you? Are you planting a seed? So I took about, you know, a day or two and I just wrote about four pages. I said, okay, well, if, if I was going to do a book on this, this, here's what it would look like. And I sent it to my book agent. I said, what do you think of this? I don't know. She called me back. Yo, we're going out with this right now. I said, really? She, she said, yes. She said, I'm sending it to our publisher. They have 30 days. And if they don't want to do it, then we're taking it out. True story. So the publisher, our publisher came in, made an offer. The book agent said, no, that's too low. Let me tell you, your talent is valuable. I don't know who I'm talking. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm going to keep preaching to this side. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But do you know what you possess is valuable? Do you know what you possess is a resource that no one else can get in the earth? Do you realize everybody's trying to find oil and do offshore drilling? Let me tell you what is in you is greater than any other resource in the earth. Know that the person that looks back at you holds the resource to the talent that can change the world. So the agent said, no, 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 no. You got to value his talent more than that. I said, okay, <laughs> then you do what you got to do. So she sent out the book proposal. Watch this. Sends it out. Five publishers in New York want it. She said, Devon, can you get to New York in 24 hours so we can take these meetings? I said, yes. Now, mind you, this is December, uh, the second week of December, and the publishing industry ends. This is like, this is the uh, Wednesday, right, uh, of, be- of the last week before when the business is open that she wants me to get there. So I go. We take the meetings. All five make offers. (laughs) I said, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do. Now watch this. Talking about time and talent. The Hollywood commandments did not make the New York Times bestsellers list. And that was my goal. Right? I said, Lord, I'm doing this. I'm putting all this in there. And I wanted to hit the list. And it did not. And one of the reasons why I didn't want to write again is because I was so disappointed in the result. Mm, I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. One of the reasons why you may not be using your time effectively is because you're still nursing a past disappointment when you used your talent and it did not produce the result that you wanted. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but this is one of the, the, the tricks of the enemy because, see, what happens is the enemy wants us to put a result Here's the thing. God is in control of the result. We're in control of the process. Whatever he wants to come from the process is up to him. Too often we get disappointed because we want to control the process and the result. God says, you got to leave the result up to me. 
He says, you got to check your intention. When you use your intention in an honest way and you do what I've called you to do, you may sell one book, you may sell one record, you may move one moment, but let me tell you something. The world may say failure, but heaven says success. Why? Because you've been obedient to what I've called you to do and you used your gift in the way I've called you to use it. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but God wants me to help you become delivered from that disappointment that you're still nursing. We all fail in the natural. But let me tell you something. In the spirit, when you are obedient, there are no failures. There's only setbacks. Excuse me. There's only setups for your setbacks. Anytime you think you fail, God says, no, 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 no. You didn't fail. You don't understand. All things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Anytime you think it's a failure, I'm using that to set you up. I'm using that to get you where I've called you to be. I'm using that to perfect your character, to perfect your gift, to show you that I'm still your God. So stop putting a result on it. Just do. Turn to your neighbor and say, just do. Just do. Turn to your neighbor and say, just do. Just use your gift. Maximize your time and let God deliver the result. So watch this. Five publishers are interested in the book and, and the bidding ensues. And so they all come in at what we were asking for, which was basically the same type of deal that I had on the last book. And I was saying, okay, well, that's about right. My last book didn't hit the New York Times bestsellers list. So getting the same deal is fine. Isn't it interesting how we lower our expectations just to be happy with a certain result? God wants me to tell somebody, stop lowering your expectations just so you won't be disappointed. God says, keep your expectation of me high because I'm God and I will do something in you that has never been done before in the earth. Oh, so watch this. I called my wife and said, hey, babe, we got these offers. What do you want to do? So she said, let's just pray on it and God, let, God will make it clear. So, 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 we, so we prayed on it. She prayed. We prayed. I'm in the, the airport in Canada, coming off a location scout. She prays, and almost as soon as the prayer is over, my book agent texts me, says, you have to call me right now. I said, okay. So I called her. She said, listen, Simon & Schuster, the book that, you know, the company that did the wait, they are so invested in your talent, and they want you back so badly. They're going to go far and above what we have been asking. They're going to give you an increase on your last deal. I said, but they know the book was not a New York Times bestseller. They said they don't care about that. They're invested in you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. See, I was saying I'm not writing anymore. But God said, shut your mouth and use what I gave you and stop worrying about what's going to happen. Why? Because there are people in the earth that need what's in you and need what's in me. And what blew my mind, and here I am having to eat humble pie because I'm telling God what it is. I'm not going to do. And God says, I need you to be quiet because there are things I'm trying to have you do. Do you realize over the holidays, my, my DMs start getting filled with nothing crazy. It wasn't nothing crazy. <laughs> Everybody start talking about DM, they go crazy. No, nothing crazy in the DM. People sending me screenshots of the Hollywood commandments. This book is blessing me. This book is increasing my faith. This book has gotten me a raise. This book has gotten me a promotion. True story. And I said, here I am, Lord. Forgive me, God. I was here squandering time and talent over a result that was not your result. All you wanted me to do was use what was in me to bless one soul. Do you know that if you bless one soul for the kingdom of God, you will have a stop in your crown when you get to glory.
Ah, what you do with this time prepares you for that time. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but every gift within us is there to create a platform by which others will come to know who he is. We get too much ego and vanity in our gift. We got to get the vanity out of what he's given us and just use it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to use it. You've got to use it. Anybody hear God speaking in your spirit right now? Anybody know there's something God has called you to do that you have not yet done yet? Who am I talking to? How much longer are you going to hit snooze? And, and it's interesting. It's so inconvenient, right? Here we are. The word was getting good. Disruption. How much longer are you going to hit snooze? How much longer are you going to procrastinate? How much more time do you have to do what God has called you to do? How much more time? Do you know? So when are you going to say yes? And what's it going to take? What's it going to take for you to finally say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. I'm going to open the business. I'm going to apply for the loan. I'm going to go ahead and put my application in. I'm going to go ahead and apply for the promotion. I'm going to go ahead, Lord, and just say, you know what? I know I don't have the money for school, but I'm going anyway. Who am I talking to right now? 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 Who has the faith to answer the call this morning? Who has the faith to answer the call this morning? We pray that this message has been a blessing to you so much so that you would be willing to share it as a witness. As always, thank you again for joining us and tune in weekly for more inspirational messages that will prayerfully give you a more intimate relationship with God.